Welcome to SGC. I'm Dan. I'm Adam. And I'm Jade. And I'm also Tom. And also Tom. What's going on, guys? We're back for another week of chat and talks. And I think, Adam, uh, you lost something from your face. Yeah, I'm I'm a little less furry than I used to be. Uh, all the all the animals finally got up and decided to go outside. I was gonna say I thought you just had a pet living on your face or something, but yeah, it was it was a few squirrels. I couldn't offer them anything anymore, and you know, eventually everybody's got to leave the nest. And then Tom is going to be talking about physical card games for some reason. Yes. Uh, I have decided that games have gone too far, so we have to go back to basics. So I brought my deck of cards. <laughs> I mean, I still enjoy a good tabletop game, and uh, I, I'm a fan of some Cards Against Humanity. Does that count? No, no, no. I'm talking all the way back. <laughs> all the way back. Is that it like all started with one card. Jacks, where you got to like roll the jacks and bounce the ball and stuff. No, I'm talking about we're, we're throwing these cards into a hat, and that's the most fun we'll have all day. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll oh, take God. your word for it, sir. You'll have to show us. <laughs> But in the meantime, really gotten to us. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the inside Xbox preview that we got last mm. Tuesday, where we got some firsthand uh, looks at some new games that are in the development for, let's say, next gen. I don't want to say they're all Xbox exclusives. Some of them may be, but obviously something like Madden 2021 is not going to be an Xbox exclusive. But... We did some see some awesome new previews for some stuff. Did any of you guys watch any of those previews or see any trailers from that? Absolutely. There are a number of really good, beautiful games that uh, came out of this, and especially if they were running in, um, you know, next-gen engines, especially. Whew. I mean, it's not that big of a step, I think, but it's, it's enough to kind of make your eyes pop a little bit and go, wow, this is what it could be. This is what it's capable of. I thought, I think the best way to explain what we saw was more except for two or three teasers mm -hmm. um but the cool thing was that they were all in engine yeah they were definitely a lot of like cinematic trailers but they were supposedly in engine cinematic trailers which you know says a lot about them especially some of the pretty new assassin's creed valhalla footage that we got did so you get a... to check it out uh jade i did not i didn't even know this was the thing I'll definitely have to check it out later. There you go. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it. You should have. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we go on, Jade, what games were announced, do you think? Hmm. Now, I will give you a few hints. This was an Xbox briefer, and they, they were presenting all third-party games. Okay. Hmm. So what games were announced or world premiere, which is now a verb, apparently. Hmm. Through Xbox. Well, <laughs> judging hmm. by a quick glance... Uh, that's cheating. I, <laughs> I would say Hellblade is one. Ooh, I remember that being a thing good, at the good, video good game guess, awards. It's a good guess. Um, that's one. What's what's the other fifteen? <laughs> oh, 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 what is that? What is another Assassin's Creed? I gave you one already. It was Madden and Assassin's Creed. So two okay. technically. There you go. There you go. Hmm. We'll, yeah, like uh, we'll let you. We'll let you guess one more. One more. Hmm. It's a good question. Would it Another racing I... game. Oh, there you go. There you go. Good. Guess. Would you surprised if I said Dirt Five? And would you also no, be surprised I if I said? No, because I heard of that. 
there was a Dirk four because I didn't know that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I uh, I saw that going around on the interwebs, but I didn't know about these games. But they look really awesome. That's funny uh, because I also forgot there was a Dirt Four because when I was watching <laughs> that, I'm watching the preview like, is this Forza Horizon? And then it said, and then it said Codemasters. I was like, oh, Codemasters. Okay, it's a Dirt game. And I'm like trying to remember. I was like, they did Dirt, the last one. and then they had, but they did a new Dirt, like they did Dirt Rally. Yep and then dirt rally 2.0 so i was like is this dirt rally 3.0 and then it's a dirt five and i'm like when was there a dirt four (laughs) like (laughs) i forgot but i was say i think really dirt rally uh was kind of considered four um and but there is a dirt four though (laughs) and a dirt uh, rally i've been wrong before i'll be wrong again (laughs) so then Um, when do they get to like sand or mud and what kind of games would that be? I think there is a mud game too. Ooh. I was gonna say there should be, right? I think that's like uh, all the uh, motocross games at that point probably getting into. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely, if I can call out Dirt for a second, because I've never been a big Dirt fan, but this one actually like really caught an interest for me. Like I'm kind of excited to kind of revisit it and get back to it. Um, the controls have just never sat well with me, but. This is something that I think will kind of be a showcase for a next-gen engine, especially with the kickback from the wheels. And uh, what about we'll it? We'll have to see your interest. Um, I mean, just about everything, really. Um, I think it could be, you know, like I said before, kind of a graphical showcase. I'd love to see how the controls are because, again, they've never sat with me. They've always felt like they're a little kind of too arcadey in a way. And I guess that's kind of what Dirt's meant to be, but uh, I'd like to see them tightened up a little bit, maybe closer to like a Need for Speed or, or a Forza type of title. It's funny because the original Dirt was a hardcore simulation game. It was. Yeah. Um, so but you're in luck because you can play Forza Horizon. It's exactly the same. Mm. Play Forza Horizon 4. Too. I have a question for yeah. all you guys. Dirt 3 was famous uh, for having the largest map in video games for quite a while. Was it? Since then, we've had it was huge. Um, but since then, we've had. You just came back, Tom. We have to. You have to need to start again. Where was I? <laughs> rip, and rip, rip. action. Um, uh, how big is the map in Dirt Five? <laughs> I'll just cut to that point. Do you think you can drive from the from Earth to the Moon? I would say five, like miles or five kilometers like from one end to the other in game or something like that because i think it was i forget which other game i'm thinking of now but maybe just cause or something had a four kilometer map or something and it was insanely massive it took forever to get from one end to the other even when you're like flying a plane or something i remember too with the original uh the crew you could drive from coast to coast across the United simulated States. and it was like yeah it, it was it truncated. was shortened down but it still had a, a period where it took hours to make that cross mm. uh, so maybe dirt could do the same here dirt could just do the entire u.s and i could i could or just canada probably easier <laughs> just canada <laughs> well Anyways, I brought up the Xbox in the preview that we got last week because there was a couple of games that I wanted to touch on. Um, 
one of the surprises to me that I didn't know about that looked super cool that I'm actually really excited about was called Reclaim Earth, which had dinosaurs, mutant dinosaurs that you kill in a party of people. And I said, yay, this looks super fun because it's exactly what I would like to do is group up with a party of friends and just blow the shit out of a bunch of dinosaurs that are trying to eat my face. And is it kind of you Monster World? Monster I've Hunter? played Monster World and Monster Hunter. Monster, Monster Hunter World. World. Well, that <laughs> might just be right up your alley. <laughs> I've played it, though, and uh, I'm not a big fan of Monster Hunter. Oh. It's, it's a little slower paced and a little tease. Like, it's okay. Like, I've been playing Monster Hunter World, and I've gotten into it. But it's, it's co-op is flawed. You have to have played a level first before you can play it with a friend. If you... If your friend hasn't played the level, you have to have played it first. So I don't know what they were thinking with that. You can't just start from the beginning and co-op through the whole game together with someone else who hasn't played the game yet. Um, and the controls are purposely t- tough and like really slow and chunky, which is fun in its own way, but it's not what this game was offering where you're staring down the barrel of a gun, blasting the shit out of a bunch of like raptors, mutant raptors as they're gunning for you which to me is just like old school Turok action, but just... Mm. I was about to say, I thought this game was actually going to be Turok. <laughs> like a new Turok? Yes. It did kind of look like it. Anyways, my question was, would you want to <laughs> play a game where you shoot dinosaurs? Yes. yes. Let's go play Turok. Thank you. <laughs> I, I suppose I should actually answer the question now. No, I'm all set. Okay. Not Fair to, to the game about shooting dinosaurs, not to the question. My other highlight from that that I wanted to talk about is Scorn, because I like me some creepy ass isom like uh I say I want to say isometrical, but that's not the right word. Anyways, creepy ass, scary looking video games full of shit that looks like HR Giger designed it and styled it, which I mean I'm I know it's heavily influenced. If you go to the game's website, they talk about how it's influenced by HR Giger. Okay, let's back up a second. Is it HR Geiger or HI Geiger? I've always I said know. Geiger. I, 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 I don't know right? which one is right, honestly. Is anyone fluent in German or wherever he's from? <laughs> I'm not fluent in German. But I say I most days German. I feel like I'm barely fluent in English. So, so anyways. Uh, I will die on this ground of the Geiger verse and you can fall on the ground of Geiger. Geiger, Geiger, I've heard it both ways. That's where I land. Let's just call him Gaber. Geiger. Bear bear. Bear bear. Yeah. Bear bear. Gummy bears. Anyways, the game was super creepy looking and terrifying and had a lot of like the weird like body horror, I guess you can call it, because there was a lot of like stuff that looked like a person's body, but it looked just weird and different enough to be like, okay, this isn't a human. And there was just all sorts of icky grossness happening. And I when I was watching the trailer, I'm like oh, this sounds really familiar. And I remember seeing a trailer for it like three years ago. And I was like, wow, this game looks ridiculous as far as like a survival horror goes. And I've been waiting for it ever since, but then kind of forgot about it. And now here it is coming back, showing off the power of Xbox Series X and they announced it for Game Pass. So I'm really pumped that whether this game is coming out on one or the Series X, I will hopefully be able to play it regardless. Whether when it comes to Game Pass. The type of game here where you're talking about 
I mean, I don't even know how you would describe the creatures that you saw between something like alien or maybe, maybe the best way to talk about it is like non-human. Uh, mm. But I picked up like a lot of uh, Doom vibes, especially just based on the kind of aesthetic and the, the atmospheric sound and all that sound design that was put in there. And of course, the way that you also see the gun and the way that that seems to change and you can put these different kind of attachments uh, on it to change the way it fires, very much like Control. Um, and Control mm. was the game that I loved. And um, it definitely, like, it piques my interest, and I'll definitely try it when it comes out, but I want to see more of it. I'm excited to see what else it brings to the table. Jay, did you happen to see anything for it? I know you didn't get to watch the preview. I did not. I didn't even uh, know about the trailer. Um, no joke, when I saw the picture, I thought of the Colossal Titan from Attack on Titan. So tell me, Jade, I'm going to steal Tom's bit, but like based on this picture from Scorn, what's the plot oh. of Scorn? Uh, it's basically, it's like a sequel of Doom, where you go through hell and, and uh, basically uh, rip demons apart. Now, go Jade. Seven, seven layers of hell and rip demons apart. Now, Jade, mm-hmm. didn't a week ago you play the sequel to Doom, Doom Eternal? Yeah, I did. Rip and tear. Rip and tear. <laughs> very good, very good. Is what behind Dan Doom Eternal? No. Interesting, I see. Well, that is uh, all the questions I have for the jury. Thank you. I was going to ask, is it Doom with Aliens? Because that's not Doom with Aliens. There is a Doom with Aliens game. It was a mod for the original Doom on PC. Oh, nice. And then they actually came out with an actual game for it. Yeah, Aliens Colonial Marines. Great game. Hmm. Never played it. Very good. I did. Yeah. I my played every Aliens is, game. <laughs> my big question is, will Scorn feature a chainsaw? Or would that be just too on the nose? I don't think it will. <laughs> uh, just uh, to take your question fully literally, like just based on what I've seen from the game and the weird styles of weapons that you use, I think every weapon in the game is just going to be something really fucking weird. I say, would there be a, a signature melee weapon? Now, what would that signature melee weapon be? Somebody's spine that's been turned into a sword. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I think it's your hand, but there's a mouth in your hand. I go, a mouth. <laughs> like scorpions, like spear coming out of his hand. Granted, this yeah. is the movie style scorpion. Oh, yeah. The one I, we I think, talk about. <laughs> I think just for comedic effect, I'd love to see you just holding up a skull and just doing a headbutt with it. Just for the pure like, meeting. <laughs> you are stunned. Yeah, if there's any possible way to beat someone with their own skull, I'm in. Like pull their skull out of their head and then beat them with it? Yes. Are you a Mortal Kombat fan, Tom? Uh, yes. I was going to say, it I, seems like it'd be right up your alley with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah. My main is a uh, Scorpion. If anyone's a Sub-Zero, come at me. Come at me, bro. <laughs> I mean, Scorpion I, I, is so much better than Sub-Zero in all the modern, like, newer iterations of the, the series. Just because he's more marketable. Well, I'm just saying with the way he fights, his play style, too, if you're getting right down in the nitty-gritty, I like the way he combos better than Scorpion or Sub-Zero. Well, I also think that goes into, like, the markability. <laughs> they did on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And his teleport and his... Uh, his takedown man i love mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> clearly there was also a lot of other awesome things announced and showed off during that uh 
event where we saw actually there was the first trailer I saw for like Vampire Bloodlines 2, even though I've heard about that game for a while. And that was super creepy. <laughs> um I, I recommend can you say doing the, it. Can you say the full title? The Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Thank you. That's a mouthful. What is with these video games? I don't think this Rambo Part Two, First Blood Three. I mean, you could go as far back to like Legacy of Cain, like Soul Reaver, or Blood Omen. You know, Legacy like, of Cain, Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver, Legacy of Cain Two. <laughs> but this is so much like Vampire Masquerade Ball Bloodlines Part Two. <laughs> like you could call it any of those, and people would still be confused. Mm-hmm. Mm. It could have been. J- just vampire or just the masquerade just bloodlines and it's like huh <laughs> but that was a good trailer that was in seattle and it featured dancing there's a lot of dancing everyone in the trailer seemed to be dancing for some reason one way or the like other the, the snapping fingers seen in like spider-man 3 <laughs> i don't oh. even think i could do that with my rhythm i have no rhythm none i can i can do the hips way that's kind of know about it (laughs) there was definitely a dark tone to this whole thing because they also announced the medium which is another psychological horror game by bloober team who also did the blair witch (laughs) project and layers of fear like wow there's a lot of like dark twisted games that were announced and almost all of them were either game pass and or optimized for xbox or uh smart delivery which i'm super excited for smart delivery because it means no matter what platform i'm playing it on i get to Play the best version of it and now, only Dan, buy it once. of the first trailer that we saw the very first trailer was bright memory which looked when i was watching it i couldn't decide if it was a titanfall 3 some sort of like uh cyberpunk um dishonored or just like completely new ip and it turns out it's a little bit of all three <laughs> It's a little bit of all three. I actually had the same process that I went through when I was watching the trailer and being like, is this Titanfall? It kind of looks like Crisis a little bit. And mm-hmm. then there was a the part where she like knocked the guy up in the air and used the grappling hook on him. And I was like, oh shit, wait, it's... Uh... Now I can't remember the name of the damn game. That oh, I... uh, Blood... Uh... Bloodsucker, no. I know what you're talking about. That seems very on the nose. (laughs) I said it in my video that I made about it too, but the... um... Blood Punch? No. (laughs) Blood Punch. Oh my God. It's the one one where it's like in the anniversary edition, you can play all the way through Duke Nukem. Yeah. Yeah. You know what game I'm talking about. I just can't think of the damn Bullet Storm. I'm going to edit that to make it sound like... (laughs) I'm going to edit that to make it just sound like Bullet Storm. But yeah, because Bullet Storm, you had like the little plasma whip that you could use to throw your enemies around and do things with and then the car came around the corner that looked like a delorean i was like is that a delorean i'm sold at that point i thought it was like is this going to be ready player one the game also at some point there were knights it feels like that's just it's like the ready player one of game is like let's just put everything in there it almost speaks to being like the ultimate next gen preview video that you can make is like airs everything <laughs> like you can do everything and then it's like this isn't a real game it can't be <laughs> yeah so jade from what we uh, described when do you think this game will come out when do i think it'll come out hmm someone hasn't seen the trailer it did look very polished and pretty 
So if it's polished and pretty, but I would also say look like a cinematic. By December of this year. Funny enough, if you check under your chair, it's available right now. Under? You get a copy. <laughs> get a copy. Everybody gets a copy. I also uh, don't think it'll be anytime soon since we were told that it was being developed by one person. <laughs> mm. They probably took them 10 years to make that trailer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All that right. person just passed away and we'll never see it again. That's um, it. But the last thing that was also announced right before uh, the Xbox briefer was something about Mortal Kombat. Mm. Where they are not a new Mortal Kombat, but a story DLC, which is the first time we've ever seen that. Mm. And you get to play as Robocop. Yes. I saw yeah. that. Yep. That's pretty cool. Uh, so that's it. It would get me to try it, I think. But then again, too, like if, if they couldn't bring me in on Terminator, I just I don't know that Robocop's got any chance on it. But, you know, maybe I'll get Wait. in and give uh, MK a shot. Does that mean you can officially do RoboCop versus Terminator in Mortal Kombat 11 now? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. That'd be rad. Yeah. Well, and then you could do RoboCop versus Jax, who is also basically RoboCop, but just the arms. <laughs> Very true. But also, true. if you wait two years, it'll be 10 bucks. And yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's like the trick with Mortal yeah. Kombat is to just wait a year or two so you can buy like the complete edition for 20 bucks or something. Are which is what I did with Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat X. You got to play as uh, Predator vs. Alien. You did. And then uh, Freddy, not Freddy, but uh, Leatherface versus uh, Jason. But Freddy was in the yeah, nine. Yeah, was in the nine. Versus Kratos on the PlayStation. <laughs> Wasn't Master Chief in one? No, he was in Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soul Calibur four, Master I think. Chief in Soul Calibur? Yeah, yeah he, he, he was in the was Xbox the 360 story. version of Soul Calibur. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I had four, but not for Xbox. I had... I had it for uh, PlayStation. Master Chief was also in Dead or Alive. That's what it was. Hmm? He was hmm. in Dead or Alive 4, I believe. I don't oh, know that. What? Imagine those jiggle physics. <laughs> All the jiggles. <laughs> All the jiggles. <laughs> A little shimmy. Well, I've said my piece on all that nonsense. If you guys have anything yeah, else, <laughs> I, I can't find a good segue into what's next. <laughs> nope. So, so one one game that kind of stuck out to me was the trailer for Call of the Sea. Mm, uh, that definitely stuck I, out amongst all the bleak darkness. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the animation speaks to me. Um, in fact, everything really kind of about this game speaks to me as a big fan of Firewatch, which was a, another first-person adventure game. Uh, I am really thinking i'm going to dive into that when it when it comes out it's it's looking beautiful it was a very pretty looking game and i would definitely check that out when i yeah i think it said i think it got the game pass badge as well i believe so i believe you're right it looked very outer wilds to me which make makes me want it looks more streamlined than outer wilds which makes me interested so i will definitely be picking that up if it's game pass fatality I've got no segue, so. <laughs> so, anyways, look at the segue I'm driving around. Well, Ooh, we Adam, segue. <laughs> Vroom, 
Adam, what have you got to talk about today? Well, speaking of things that are astonishing, uh, Fortnite (laughs) had a concert this past weekend featuring a digitized Travis Scott uh, that drew a whopping 12 and a half million people. Blew my mind when I, like, how do you attract 12 and a half million people to a single event? Like, would any of you guys think that a, a game, even for Fortnite's popularity, could draw that many people to a location for this one thing. It's just, just the fact that it's Fortnite because it's so popular. I just assume there's 12 million 12-year-olds playing Fortnite at any given time. (laughs) So, And and a grown man that goes by Ninja. Shout out Ninja. (laughs) Why? But but i mean i don't know why why not we if we can make him a fan of the show you know we we can use all the the help we can get here we're a startup <laughs> but um uh, i don't think there's any other game that could really kind of pull this off and so you know i've tell me what exactly this was cuz i don't know anything about it who's travis scott so i i i don't really know the man myself i don't know what kind of music i believe he does a lot of hip hop kind of stuff uh, but I'm not really familiar with his his work. Um, the the thing that really blew me away was the fact of how many people got drawn to this this event. So while I don't know too much about the man or his his music, it was just mind blowing so, that this can can draw that. What's so there was a concert in game that people like in-game. came and hung out in, and like yeah. watched the concert. Yeah, he was fully animated. Um, the backdrop and his outfit would actually kind of change between some of the songs. And so it, it kind of kept it kept it fresh and almost feeling like a live concert, which, of course, we don't have in the world right now because of our situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was really cool that this happened. Um, and like I said a moment ago, I don't think there's any other game in any other genre that could actually pull this off. Well, you uh, know who... Did it before Travis Scott. Marshmallow in Fortnite as well. Uh, That's like true. a month ago did the same exact thing. But this is important because they uh, Fortnite just announced a like non-combative mode in Fortnite. The party mode. The party mode. Party where they've already set up um, more concerts to show and like movies and watchables, which is like just so smart. Like yeah. they, they even did the uh, the Star Wars event. Where oh, nice. That was the only place where you could hear Palpatine's like message to the universe. It didn't even show that in a movie. It's just in Fortnite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a, as you said, it's genius. Um, you're bringing in an audience that can't go to the live venue to get that. And what better place to have it than in a game you can literally download and play for free. And then you just come in, there's no pressure, you're not trying to stay alive or protect yourself in any way, you're just enjoying a show. And I think it's the next best thing you'll get to a concert probably anytime soon. I agree with that, but you also have to remember, you're sitting there with your headset on, and what is the average age of a Fortnite player? <laughs> That's true. That's fair. <laughs> I so did like, just say 12 million 12-year-olds, 12 yeah. so I'm assuming about <laughs> 12. <laughs> yeah, and 12 million of them. So multiply that, and they're almost 24. <laughs> yeah. That's how math so, works, right? <laughs> sounds about right. So, my thought was if there was a game or a genre, and you can pick from the two, that you think could pull off 
something that is a large scale event like that, what do you think it would be? I have my joke answer ready, so I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> Legitimately, I would say any of the other, you know, highly popular free to play games that are doing kind of the same thing that Fortnite's done and emulated that success. And as crazy as it sounds, this honestly sounds like just this is kind of like the way that life is becoming with not so much the lockdown, but just with the way we enjoy and take in entertainment nowadays and it's not like that hasn't been attempted before like look at uh playstation home which yeah. was like a virtual hangout space where you could just create an avatar and hang out with other people and they had like watch rooms where you could sit in a theater and watch netflix or whatever with friends so this seems like a you know, pretty standard thing that it's surprising that it's taken this long to happen and it took a lockdown for it to happen where, like you said, free to play game, anyone can just hop in, just hang out and like safely like socialize in this event that you would normally have to pay who knows how much stupid money to go to a concert and a venue and physically attend this type of thing. And it's so much easier to just be like, I'm a little avatar popping around dirt digitally to <laughs> before we get to tom's joke answer anything you can think of jade anything where you think something like this could be pulled off vr chat mm. yeah <laughs> uh, i mean i, I, I don't think um it wouldn't be as large because that is one that you do like that you do have to pay for and stuff but like i think that could definitely be pulled be pulled off and something like that <laughs> To me, my mind immediately goes to an MMO. Uh, it comes down to if those developers would be willing to kind of break the mythology of that. But if you have a game that has millions of paying subscribers, I think that would still pull a community together, go, hey, we've got this act coming to this location at this time. Um, it might not necessarily bring new people in, but especially if you're in a point where the content isn't coming as quick as you'd like, this is something to kind of keep that crowd entertained, even if it's only for a short period of time. Have no MMOs tried doing that before? World of Warcraft has kind of come close with their the house band called the Elite Torn Chieftains. Uh, they've performed both live and in the game at the Dark Moon Fair, which is a location in the game. Uh, they'll have these little kind of short concerts here and there, but I don't think there's anything that's really hit the scale of what this was. Mm -hmm. Um it wasn't as uh, artful. It didn't have the design behind it, which I'm sure took forever to get this thing programmed. And maybe that's time and resources that an, an MMO maybe just doesn't have because it's working on other things. Uh, but it's never really come close to something like this, despite some best efforts. Have you ever watched that new show called Mythic Quest? They kind of did something like that, where they put on an event in game for everybody to come and watch. Did that, that. Hmm? Did that come out? Mythic Quest? Yeah. The TV show? Yes. It's available on Apple iTunes or Apple uh the TV, the Apple TV. Oh man, I remember seeing that E3 and just like, I can't wait for that to come out. But never heard about it again. <laughs> it came out like four or five months ago. I watched it. It's super funny. Isn't Danny Pooty in that? Danny Pooty, the dude from uh community? Yeah, op yes. from community. Yes, oh, yes. I love that guy. Yeah. He's uh, he's in Ducktales too. He plays mm -hmm. Dewey, Louis or Huey. I can't remember. 
one of them because <laughs> you can't tell them apart. Colors. But voice. Oh, <laughs> I never thought yeah. of that. Of course, it's been a long time since I've seen anything DuckTales. Because Ben Schwartz is one of them too, and I can't tell which one he is either. He's the one in blue. I know that because all his characters are blue. Hmm. So what's your joke answer, Tom? <laughs> oh, Candy Crush. Just imagine you're swiping through, you finish a level, and then a 30-second ad pops up, and it's just a concert of, like, like, Rihanna. And it's like, oh, this is so great. But you're so bothered by that 30-second ad. Everything's not Candy Crush, Tom. <laughs> I said that would probably be received just as well as those live TV ads that were put into NBA 2K. <laughs> yeah, but so many people would watch it because they have it. <laughs> so what we're saying is don't let tom design an event like this in a video game because he would put it in the candy crush <laughs> i'd say you know who's where they all are at candy crush because it's 2012 are people still playing candy crush now probably i'm still playing marvel puzzle quest and it's been five years that i'm aware of but say, still I, I still see candy crush ads from time to time so it's oh, gotta yeah. be doing something Listen, if I was a 50-year-old mother who's just waiting for the kids to like finish out the playground, of course I'm going to re-download Candy Crush. Of and course. then I'm not going to be bothered by my 30-second ad of a concert that I don't know who's singing. <laughs> but it's something to distract me from my busy day of children. That alone right there reminds me of any time I, I watch the Super Bowl with my family and like my dad has no idea who the hell the people are that are performing this halftime show. And he's like... Why the fuck would I want to watch this? <laughs> How does your dad not know who Shakira is? Her hips don't lie. He does not know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he might sit there like, <laughs> wow. well, she's pretty, but I have no idea who she is, and I don't care. Get back to the game. I was going to say, just, just for the benefit of the listeners here, Tom, that was a, that was a brilliant little jig you just did. Can't was... wait for this to be audio only and then never shown anywhere. As I veto the rest of this episode. <laughs> thank you but in in speaking with uh the power of veto mr tom i heard you have a a a new kind of topic for us i was gonna say speaking of butts (laughs) we've reached our patreon goal of zero people where i show my bare ass um Mm -hmm. but uh uh, my famous uh, thing of I never like to tell anyone my topic before we start. Here's my topic of talking more about Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed. Ball what ball. a surprise. Um, I knew the cards were a distraction. Never would have guessed. Uh, but I, in this week, I do want to point out, jump back to the Xbox uh, presser event for showing like the new Xbox Series X. The very end of it was a, as teased, an Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay trailer. But what it really was, was a teaser, an in-game teaser trailer, mm-hmm. which Ubisoft is still putting out as a gameplay trailer, so which technically is correct, but not what everyone wants. Yeah. So, Ubisoft has been getting away with that for a little too long. But they, their marketing team is usually good and like yeah. good at like responding and everything. And uh, Ashef Ismail, who's the creative director of this, very much came out and was like, we're sorry, we have like a big marketing push for all this. And it's like, this was just kind of nailed down. We are sorry if anyone's disappointed. Um, but what I want to bring to you guys is marketing. What is some of the best marketing uh, 
marketing before a game comes out. So this is obviously an example of bad marketing. Aliens, <laughs> Colonial Marines. Oh, it's great because they have the movie. You're right. <laughs> so I'm more about what I can play. So I'm always like down to see an alpha or a beta, even mm -hmm. those early concepts, because at least you're getting a feel for something. It may not be what it's going to be when the game comes out. Controls may be loose, cameras may be wonky, but at least you're getting the base level understanding of that. So I think that's the best thing, but knowing the way some of Ubisoft's betas have gone, <laughs> there is obviously room for improvement in that area for them. Oh, absolutely. And like their marketing team is, yeah, the weird thing about marketing teams and like games is that they're working on two separate tracks. So like the big thing was with E3, that was always right there. It's like that was a set date that the people making the game have to like build up to in the market. You have to hit that E3 trailer that. mark. <laughs> yeah. So like right now, like marketing teams, they have to figure out like their own timeline, but that still is not like most of the times they're not on the same page as the game development. So yeah. maybe they were like, hey, we like during this big event, we'll show gameplay. But the people making the game were like, actually, we can show new cinematics in the game. <laughs> Do you, do you think a lot of that is handled by a team that has no direct involvement in the development of the game? Because Ubisoft said a while ago that they have developers who are not actually a part of the development, but by their own kind of in-house group. Do you think there's a possibility that some of this marketing is coming from them and not the people that are day in, day out working on this title? I think there is a larger group. Like, there is... The company group who's like, we know what marketing is. We know what to say to like get people excited, but they aren't directly on the front lines. So they are not getting like the lashback to any of this. So it's like obviously titling something a gameplay trailer or teaser or in-game like, or gameplay, it will get views one way or the other. But mm -hmm. the marketing team's not going to get the pushback that like Ashef Ismail is, who's like literally the name on that game. I wonder if the concept was, hey, let's call it a gameplay trailer because that's what's going to get the most hype as to supposing we just call it a gameplay engine trailer or something kind of similar to that. I mean, they could just call it a teaser. Yeah. And that it's, it's, solved it. it's so easy to do something like that. So I don't understand the decision making here. I definitely would have gone about it differently. Uh, you know, and who knows at this point when we'll see actual gameplay if our first reaction is going to be like, is it really though? What's, yeah. what's weird is they just had the cinematic trailer, which, like, obviously, it's good to see in-game footage. Um, but if you're just showing another cinematic, I'd rather watch the cinematic trailer. Yeah. It's a weird, I like, was, back and forth. I was going to say, like, on that notion, too, regarding Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then, like, they said, you know, stay tuned for a gameplay trailer. And it's like, sweet. I can't wait to see what it looks like to actually be moving around in this game world that they're presenting to us and sure enough we get a gameplay like you said it's a teaser you're it's we're seeing things that are gameplay but they're all pre-made like cutscenes and cinematics that are in game but not actual gameplay or if it is gameplay it's like pre-recorded with set camera angles everything is adjusted to look very fancy and look a certain way it's not here's your character with the camera with the hud as we as players are used to seeing 
And I'm sure they have that, they have that content, but they probably want to roll it out at a certain pacing, especially because of all the changes, not having E3, not having Gamescom, not having all these normal events that they would do that. So maybe they have a proper gameplay trailer that they're going to drop next month at the next Xbox 2020 or whatever PS5 event that's on the horizon. I think it's going to be at least two months or so till we see a full like gameplay trailer. Yeah. I think a gameplay trailer will go hand in hand with an actual like proper release time frame too. I bet a lot of that is is a, actually a decision based on history too, because if you remember, the original trailer for Watch Dogs One looked super uh-huh, gorgeous, yep. and it got a lot of kickback when it came yeah. out. The Division, one of my favorite games of all time, exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking now they're probably learning from that and going, hey, let's let's do this when we have our graphic fidelity near the finish line, and at that point we have something concrete. We can go, okay, this is going to align with the experience of the of the fan. Show it now. Hopefully, that's all I can hope for. As a as a big Assassin's Creed fan myself, and someone who's playing through Origins right now, who is the same who has the same creative director as Valhalla, um, I I just want to see something that looks fun, like where it's intuitive and like it makes sense, and it's like looks are great, but I'm still going to play this on my Xbox One. Mm-hmm. So it's like this was like they tease it up for something it wasn't. And then it ultimately fell flat. Mm. But uh, I do want to. I do want to just hand it to Jade. Jade, what would make this marketing ploy much better? What do they need to do? Well, I totally agree that it shouldn't be labeled a gameplay trailer because I saw it as more as a cinematic trailer. Um, my favorite type of uh, revealing is when it's both cinematic and it has gameplay. Where, like, um, for an example, there was a Final Fantasy VII trailer where it showed story first, and then there was a section where it was just strictly gameplay. And I feel like that's what they probably should have done instead of just flat out calling it, like, a gameplay trailer. Well, to be fair, within that trailer, there was gameplay, but at different angles. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. You saw yours at the uh, Eivor. Uh, run up like literally run up a guy and then smash him <laughs> which looks cool but also you don't have the hut or anything or you don't know what that looks like but that is what your character's going to do so, so they were just showing show it just in a, in a cinematic way yeah like but right. you can actually do these in in the game that's true mm-hmm. yeah. this raises the point too when the, we actually get gameplay happening on our screens is there a hud do you think they show the hud at that point or do you think it's hidden um, I was just watching the Odyssey, and they had the HUD in it. Uh, yeah, it was definitely like Odyssey a, has yeah. a pretty big HUD, actually. I think there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a it's a fairly large HUD. I'd I'd like to see them uh, dive into their more uh, immersive modes, where you can kind of turn the HUD off and do the exploring. Don't really kind of tell us where you're going. Just take us on the ride to the destination. And I know where that would kind of piss a lot of fans off because you want to kind of see what if any combos there are or things like that that have been in assassin's creed games in the past but i think to me in my taste that would stand out more it's just giving me this is what the game looks like we're taking you on this quest this is how we're going to choose to get there so actually in odyssey they were uh, they've been taking the steps to do that exact thing for the past few games uh 
Odyssey definitely did it better with Origins, where like every quest was like, yes, this is what you have to do, but also you can find it geographically from this location. And then you have your bird, Icaros, uh, flying above you, and it's like, oh, this is where exactly it is. But they just can't take that step yet because there are those like more casual uh, fans who are like, where's my waypoint? Where's my map? So Odyssey introduced like in the beginning of the game, you had the choice, right? You could choose whether you're going to play like the original mode or you're going to play with the new kind of like, what did they call it? Quest mode? I think uh, exploration mode. Yeah. Exploration. That's a yes. Exploration mode where it's like you play through the game with less kind of like pointing in the direction of where you're supposed to go. And you kind of go based off of what your mission is and using landmarks to figure out where you need to go which I thought was a cool way for them to go about that. It does make it easier to get lost and distracted in the game, but then again, a game like Odyssey, that's not such a bad thing. I was going to say, isn't that kind of the point, is to right. explore the world, see what's out there, and go at your own pace. There I'm is curious, I'm curious uh, if uh, Jade might have an example of like what you were saying as far as marketing goes on a game, like good or bad example. Do you have anything in mind? Well, I For a bad example, uh, hmm... I was told that the Doom Eternal trailer was a bad example, like uh, for TV. I don't know if you oh, ever see okay. it on like ESPN. There's like a rap song playing, and hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that it was. I have not I seen heard that it. trailer for Doom yeah. Eternal. <laughs> um, it's it was it's super short. You know, it's for a TV. So would that in. be like the original Sonic movie trailer that was set to Gangster's oh. Paradise that we were all like, yeah, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, I'd say that'd be a terrible. Um, marketing uh for a good one i would say the god of war live action trailers i would see hmm. that's just my because i'm more of a i like you know like storytelling gaming so that that will that's what would bring me in it's something like that but it may be different for other people they, i know that more people prefer uh gameplay over you know plot when it comes to games so well, I, I'll be out there and be like, I love a good cinematic trailer. But it has to be a cinematic trailer that leads into what you're playing. Mm. With God of War, it was great because like there was that one uh, trailer where it was the shot of the arrow and it went through the entire like timeline. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. See, now I'm funny when it comes to marketing and just the uh, the feed that we get of games when they're announced before they release because... I'll tell you right now, going back to Aliens Colonial Marines, that game burned me hard. <laughs> and ever since then, I've actually become much more uh, picky about what content I choose to watch when it comes to game trailers. So a lot of the times when it's a first announcement, when it's a brand new IP or new game that's being announced, like Valhalla, I see those early trailers or those early teasers, and I'm like, yes. And I immediately turn my attention away from it. The more interested I am in the game, the less I pay attention to it because I don't want to see any more until I actually have it in my hands. Whereas if it's a game I don't like or I'm not too interested in, I'll allow myself to watch more of the previews for it because I'm not going to have to worry about it when I do, if and when I do play that game. Because of Aliens. <laughs> Speaking of aliens, did you ever hear the story about how it's so, why it was so broken? Oh, I know. But if you want to explain to everybody listening, Tom, by so all means. From, from what I know of the story, uh, 
it was basically working just fine, but they were being rushed to finish it because there was like no funding to the game. So when it ships, there's a bug in the code which completely screws up the alien enemies. And if you take out that bug, it becomes a horrifying game. So one simple bug makes these terrifying aliens act like dogs and not attack you. Mm. See, now, my bigger disappointment that I had with aliens was the the very aggressive marketing, which I'm assuming what happened was your marketing team took a cinematic trailer that the studio was developing and they pushed it and said, this is what we're doing. This is what we're making. This is what the game's going to be. And then, like you said, they rushed the game. So the, the dev team tried to make the game around that trailer. And the trailer showed off a lot of really cool moments, a lot of cool features. And they all showed it as in-game gameplay. And you're like, oh, man, that looks awesome. That looks terrifying. I can't wait to do that. It looks like so much fun. And then when you play the game itself, none of that stuff was in it. Everything that happened in the gameplay trailer either wasn't in the final game or it happened in a much, like, not nearly to the intensity or capacity that the original trailer showed. And it was like, oh, so it was just this constant disappointment throughout the game. Or I was constantly like, where's that moment? Where's that moment? When's it going to happen? And it just never did. And I was like... Well, you see, Dan, that's actually good marketing. Because yeah, they got me to buy the game. game. <laughs> but it was garbage. But then again, there was a massive lawsuit on them. Yeah, that's true. But uh, just to round out my topic, uh, I think probably one of the best games that had the best marketing was Battlefront, the remake with EA, because one of the big pushes was when it was coming out, Force Awakens was coming out. Mm. And if you pre-order the game, not only do you get a like ticket to the movie, but you also get to play Jakku on the map Jakku, which you don't see in the movie. So you walk out of it and it's like, well, I want to know what happens to Jakku. And then you get it get this thing is like, oh, I could watch, I could play it myself if I bought Battlefront. Mm. Mm. I remember that too, and playing the original beta for Battlefront and being like, damn, this is intense and awesome and being excited for that game. And that reminds me too, the other game I was going to mention that I thought had good marketing was Battlefield 1. Because Battlefield 1, they... They hadn't said anything about the game. They came out with an announcement. They said, here's a new Battlefield game. This is what it's going to be about. This is what it's going to have. And here's the release date. And it was like six months later. And I was just like, awesome. You know, thank you for just everything is right there. Everything is concise. We knew everything on the day they announced it. And then the game came out and it was what they said it was. And I loved Battlefront. or Yeah, Battlefield 1 was, I think, one of the best Battlefield games. Um. Dan, who made that first one? Dice. Dice. Would Dice be considered an indie game company at that time? When Battlefield One came out. Yeah. Now, when I say Battlefield One, mind you, I mean the new the old one. Battlefield. Oh, but who it's made called the Battlefield original? One? I think it was all Dice. Dice made all has made all the Battlefield games. Oh, I didn't know that. Forget if Dice was under a different name at that point, but I believe you're right on that. I don't think so because Dice even made games as Dice before they started doing Battlefield games. <laughs> they just spelled it with a Y. <laughs> I, I thought Battlefield 1 was a good game, too. And especially after the... I, this might be a little uh, subjective, I guess, but Battlefield Hardline, which of oh. course was its... 
predecessor was not exactly. But they didn't EA, make that one. Which is true. It was <laughs> made by Visceral, but it's still an EA pr- published property. That's and like so EA's still that relationship there. trend of like just so, shoving things into the ground. Like, damn it, EA, <laughs> like stop ruining yeah. good things. I, I actually enjoyed the concept, but it's similar to the question I asked last week with uh, taking a game like Valhalla and going, is this still Assassin's Creed? Mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily that Battlefield Hardline was fitting of the title of Battlefield. Yeah. Toasty! But speaking of indies, and this giant segue I have. Ooh. Oh, hey, nice. watch out. Here it comes. <laughs> nice one. Yes. Um, it was either beginning of this year or the ending of last year. I forget. It kind of the days mesh together now. Um, I recently played an indie game for the very first time. Now, keep in mind, uh, I've been gaming for a while, but I would only stick to like uh, big game company games. I never touched an indie game in my life. And I found this one uh, called Lost Ember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you heard of it at all. or um, It's a very simple game where uh, you play as a wolf and you help a spirit find its way back to their version of what heaven is. And um, it, indie games are probably one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen in my life. Like big name companies have their great art directions, but this was probably one of the best experience of a game I ever had in my life. And I was just wondering if any of you had played an indie game that was just as good as uh, like the big company name. I have something I need to throw out there right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Hellblade by Ninja Theory is technically an indie game. Really? Yes. I had no it's idea. It's one of the best, best, like, well, Hellblade was self-produced, self-published, and just everything in, done in-house by Ninja Theory. They had huh. no backing. They did wow. it entirely by themselves. That's intriguing. I'll have and to give that a shot. It was their now. drive to make a um, AAA game without AAA resources. Wow. That's really cool. And I just wanted to know if there was any ones that you suggest for me to play or if there's any that you played. I have lots. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Give, give it to me. Give it to me. Have you ever heard of a game called Destiny 2? <laughs> yes, yes, I have it. Yeah. Uh, specifically, Shadowkeep is now, Bungie is now an indie developer. Technically. Oh, okay. And so Shadowkeep, and they've been updating it pretty regularly. So mm-hmm. they're, mm-hmm. Uh, they're a good indie studio with a great resume. Nice. Cool. Man, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting maybe lost in the term. I still don't think of Bungie as an independent developer. With the resources it has, I mean, technically, yes, they don't have a publisher, so they're doing all their own publishing now. But with the resources that they still have available to them, thanks to their pedigree, I don't know. I, for me, I just think of indie as a kind of a smaller development studio. Well, it's weird to, like, to classify things as indie because there's, there's games like Valiant Heart, which was part of the movie oh. art um, like initiative. So it's like, can you classify any of those studios as indie, even though they are working with... Like it's an indie level game, but it's published by UEsoft through right. the initiative. So yeah. it's like it, saying something's indie is just an arbitrary way of saying it's low funded. Yeah. So I guess to, to lead things off, uh, Valiant Hearts is a fantastic, fantastic game. 
Um, the other one that I've screamed to the rooftops before is Firewatch. I thought that uh, was an indie game, yeah. Yeah, Fire Firewatch was made uh, a studio that's now a part of Valve, but at the time they made Firewatch was eleven people strong. Um, wow! And it's there's just so much beauty in that game from the artistry to the voice work to um, some of the themes they play into, and, and the ending wasn't great, but uh, those are my immediate two. Cool, cool. Would Firewatch be on PC or, or any yes. of them be on PC? Oh, yeah. uh, I, I believe at this point they are all, as far as Firewatch is concerned, I believe it's now on all platforms. Cool, cool. Well, I do play console. I am a preferred PC player. I just prefer mouse and keyboard. So if I could play any of these, that would be awesome. I think my yeah. experience with indie titles was really opened up by Xbox 360 back in the day when they started their Summer of Arcade campaigns holy god yeah. i have such fond <laughs> memories of summer of arcade because that was before i had any inclination that a downloaded game could be a game worth playing because back then it was you went to the store you paid a bunch of money and you got a disc with a game on it and that that was it and then with the 360 they started pushing out the digital games and it was always like these little things and like I think Castle Crashers might have been one of the first digital games I ever played. Castle Crashers, amazing, amazing Mm -hmm. game. And then Xbox started doing their initiatives like Summer of Arcade to really press their digital-only games because this was before you could really buy full versions of games digitally that weren't smaller indie games. And, man, I've got such great fond memories for, like, the summer of, I think, 2010 or 11 when they had, like, um, Limbo. Like, that game just blew me out of the water. I bought that on one of the Summer of Arcade deals. Let me give you some insight to that first. The Summer of Arcade was a thing where they were like, here's five indie games. Then we're going to release them one week at a time. If you buy one game, you pay normal price. If you buy two games you get a discount. If you buy three games, you get more of a discount. So it was an incentive to buy all five. Pretty much if you bought all of them, you'd get one for free, pretty much. Um, That being said, I bought a bunch of Summer of Arcade games over the years. I wish Xbox would bring that back because it was always such a great deal. You always got such amazing games. And I played a lot of games I might not have played otherwise just because of the discounts. Yeah, sounds rad. Limbo, I heavily, heavily suggest trying out and playing. Um, they also Dude. went, that studio went on to make Inside, which is also an amazing game. I recommend mm. playing both those games. They usually okay. sell them in a double pack. They're weird and they're creepy, but damn, they make you think. Cool. Also seconded in every single way. Look at the Inside uh, real life model. Mm. It is <laughs> it is a horror to watch, but please look it up and enjoy it on your own time. Yeah, but, uh, I've heard of that. Did you know that that model was made by a sex doll company? Oh, yes, I did. Fun oh, fact. No. I've also um, heard of another good one called Celeste. Mm. I think that oh. won like a few awards yeah. or something. Celeste won uh, Game of the Year for India C- game last year? I think. Celeste I was up for year. overall Game of the Year two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. um, it's Celeste, on Game Pass. It is. Uh, Celeste is a game that deals with some very adult themes and uh, – uh, a lot to do with mental health and mental wellness. Um, it is difficult and crushing to its core, and it's designed mm-hmm. to be that way because it's a way to kind of 
teach you both almost literally to the game and figuratively, you can climb any mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely, Celeste. Definitely, Celeste. Sounds I like will, right up my alley. I'll give you, I'll give you an indie company. Who, I don't know if they've been by yet, but uh, started off the gate real strong. Super Giant Games mm-hmm. uh, with one of my favorite games, Bastion. Bastion is really good. This is this is a company known for like their great storytelling and great music. I think Bastion um, was also a summer of arcade game on Xbox. It was indeed. Um, I still listen to the soundtrack of Bastion every so often mm. because they have actual songs in it. And then Transistor was their second one, and then they're currently, I think, still in the beta for Hades. Yeah, Hades looks awesome. Which also looks awesome. Oh but, yeah, but definitely check out Bastion. It is it okay. is a story that. It, it is a study in storytelling. Hmm. Cool. It's, kind of, it's a very visually pretty game, and it's fairly fun to play, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, cool. I don't know if I can get away with this, but I wanted to say Iron Brigade because it was made by Double Fine, but they were independent no. at the time. Well, for going Double game. Fine, why don't we just go Psychonauts? I was saying Psychonauts, Day of the Tentacle, Grim Fandango. I'm, the list goes on and on. Because I really like Iron Brigade. That was a super fun game, and it was an Xbox 360 arcade game at the time. I'll need to write What's all these down. <laughs> I'm not aware. I'm not sure on that one, actually. Yeah, I'm not either. What I will find it. Brutal Legend. <laughs> they did. Jack, Jack Black. Black. <laughs> Would Cuphead be considered... Uh, yeah. I think yeah. did Microsoft support that? I thought Microsoft backed them. Microsoft did back them, but they oh, okay. are still technically an independent studio. Yeah, because it's the style of it looks like an indie game to me. So, well, yeah, they did that whole like hand drawn art style from like the nineteen forties, thirties. Which cartoons. I like. Yeah. Yeah, all the I mean, like every uh, animation of that is hand drawn, which is. Insane. Can I get away with saying Ori then? <laughs> If you can say Cuphead, can I say Ori? Because I think Ori yeah, is one of the best yeah. platforming <laughs> adventure games ever made. Hey, I already saw this. I said Destiny 2, so. so we'll, I'll say, okay, so. There's, there's no, no, there's there's no, no limitations. Limit. No, no limitations in this all, discussion. All it's what, indie. <laughs> and one recommendation that I can make to you, Jade, it's not specifically a game, uh, but if, um, if it's something that interests you, Humble Choice uh, from the, choice. the folks over at Humble. Uh, they have this uh, monthly bundle where you can choose uh, a certain amount of games depending on what tier you purchase. Mm. Um, and I should state for the record, we're not sponsored by them. This is not an ad. <laughs> but, mm. um, there are a lot of different games that they pick from every month, and a lot of them are independent. Oh, uh, okay. So you might you might be able to find your new your new next favorite game from that. Yeah. And if you if you do need something that's kind of zen like, uh, a friend actually turned me on to a Steam game called Veridi. Uh, right. And basically, you have this uh, flower pot, and you're just growing and picking plants. So, or, like Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, in a much smaller <laughs> scale, yes. So, yeah, then I'd probably would enjoy that. <laughs> Jade, I could also point you to Dreams, which is mm. all indie. Literally sounds, all indie. <laughs> oh, okay. So, it, the name sounds familiar. It Dreams, might be the, the best definition. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dreams cool. is a game PS4 is game. Like you create games. Oh, okay, cool. So, question to, to to you guys: Do you think that Dreams is one of those titles that will eventually find its way to PC? That's uh, how I could play. Me a molecule, uh, mm. possibly. It could but at the same time, it's, it might be like a 
a New Horizons type things where people get pissed and smash their setups. <laughs> Never does. How dare they? How dare they be a timed exclusive? <laughs> I have another game that I thought of that I think is an awesome little gem, and I highly recommend anyone and everyone to play. It's called Gato Roboto. It is a Metroidvania. It's all black and white, so it kind of looks like an old school like Game Boy game. Oh, cool! And you play as a cat in a mech suit, and it's awesome. Cat in a mech suit. That sounds right. Cat in a mech suit. <laughs> I highly awesome. recommend it. I got it on <laughs> so many images in my head right now. <laughs> I got it on Switch last year for like eight bucks, and oh, I, nice. I was so fun. Like I blasted through the game in a couple of days, and I was like, I would happily play that game again. Cool. It's okay. very Metroidy. It's uh, so so Metroid, um, and there's like <laughs> these ridiculous moments. It's got a great sense of humor where like the human is telling the cat what to do, and the cat just meows at him, and the guy's like, "Well, I guess you understood me. Well, go do it." And then the cat goes meow, and just you go about doing what you're doing. So basically, every cat ever. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> One thing cool. that I recently played, which might lead us into our next segment of Segway. <laughs> uh, oh no! Here it comes. <laughs> it's on Where's the that rise. theme music? Where's it coming from? Uh, I uh, I recently played Journey to the Savage Planet, mm. uh, which mm. is very like very much an indie game, um, and just like funny and fun, which I probably was playing last week. But I'm also playing Assassin's Creed Origins, so I'm playing a lot. I have also oh. been playing Journey to the Savage Planet, and I can concur that it is very funny and fun. Dan, why aren't we playing together? This is a co-op game. We can play together, sir. No, I finished it. It's too late for us. No, oh, damn it. Oh, God. My games haven't changed that much. Still slogging my way through Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I am having fun with it, uh, but the, the journey on that continues. Uh, more Streets of Rage, which I just can't say enough good things about. Uh, so nothing new yet. Hopefully I'll have something to report back soon. So if this is now the what have you been playing portion of the show, um, I haven't been able to play much, but yesterday I kind of took a little bit of a day off and actually sat around and played video games. And I played a bunch of uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. Ooh, that's a good one. Because that game is just stupid fun. It's just, <laughs> it's just so mindless and just you can just was, lose yourself in it for hours. I was going to say it is quite quite positively the definition of stupid fun <laughs> it really is it's so easy to just hop into and just lose yourself in killing the enemy team whether you're zombies or plants or what have you but the that game just sucks you in and otherwise i i dabbled around in destiny 2 a little bit actually i was checking out a lot of the new features and new things that they've added i tried playing the game from the beginning and saw how they completely like wiped the slate and the beginning isn't the beginning anymore. Now it's the beginning of Destiny 1 for some reason. And New I'm just light. like, huh, okay. Um, well, in and lore, then, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I was very confused as someone who played Destiny 2 day one. And then I'm like, oh, what happened to all of the things that happened when you started this game? Well, it's because it's starting you right now. And the, war, the Red War isn't happening right now. Yeah. They're making that Which, much more of like a persistent shared world shared shared world shooter i can speak yeah which dan that's another game that we should play together because i've been meaning to get back in destiny i've max leveled all my three characters uh before the new update so we'll see where i am i am starting from scratch because none of my shit carried over into the new updates oh 
oh. all of my characters which had high level gear are now just reset at 750 which is apparently the starting light level were they just wiped completely all my gear is there but it's all been turned into like common oh okay got it say, it's all yeah, just like <laughs> common gear at 750 like everything's just been like defaulted like that's okay a, that's a different podcast of how to maintain power in games yeah i also played paladins and call of duty warzone yesterday i jumped all over the place and i got my first kills in call of duty warzone because i've never played it before i have to download that because i think i'm doing a stream on the 30th for warzone Mm. nice i actually had fun with it i was annoyed that i have to download the entire like 100 gigabyte install just to play warzone because it makes you install everything it's almost 200 gigabytes now. Yeah, it's really I annoying. Need to download that now. I started playing uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege this weekend. Mm. Um, it's I, I'm I'm a very very much a newcomer. Um, it's uh, I like I I forgot I own that game on PC or uh, Xbox. Oh darn! I have it for PC because, um, like I said, I can't play uh, FPS on, on controller. Um, so I was just looking for a game that uh, me and my fiance could play together again. Just you know, we're we're in uh, we're stuck at home, so might as well look for a new game to play. And uh, I saw like a a gameplay of um, Rainbow Six, and I'm like, oh, this looks really intriguing. I like how very strategic you have to be. Mm-hmm. And so we saw it was affordable, so we bought it on Steam, and we've been playing it ever since. Uh, uh, I'm like, we just got to practice, because we were like this when, when Overwatch came out, and now we're pros at Overwatch, so it's like, it just takes practice. It's all, so you're playing it's all PvP, you do. right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I do you have your a favorite operator? Um, I'm only playing the recruit right now, so I don't really have like because I only bought the regular edition, so I only can play that. Um, I like the looks. Um, of, I think it's Ash. Mm. Is her name? Um, I think the role that I would enjoy would be Castle for defense. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, like I can't, I can't play any of the other roles, so I can't really say for sure which is my favorite right now but so far i'm enjoying recruit so it's okay <laughs> but yeah so I'm, I'm enjoying every bit of it can't wait to play more we just need someone we need to play with someone uh that's not like we need to play with someone in our group who could teach us better because we're having a difficult time with um putting up defenses because we don't know which would be like the best place to like put up a barricade or do the uh I believe like, that game had a pretty decent like tutorial mode or at least an oh, offline mode so you can actually kind of play around with that stuff. Oh, okay. I'll have I to haven't check played it, it since it first came out, though. So Yeah, yes I, I, we're late to the game. <laughs> yeah. Yes and no on that. Um, it does have its little, uh, I forget what they call the, the mission mode where it's like 10 different things. But uh, tutorial was a bit lacking. But I think it's, it's like a lot of shooters where a lot of it's just map recognition. Mm. is eventually you'll kind of figure out where the strong points are, what walls you should reinforce, what barriers you need to put up. Um, so, yeah, it, it comes with time. Um, I've been playing Rainbow Six Siege since the day it came out, and I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's been out for a few years. so, But um, you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. 
Great. So I think that cool, takes cool. us into the home stretch. Dan, where can we find you? I'll be I'll be the head of this segment. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stark Evash. That's S-T-A-R-K-Y-V-A-S-H. Adam. I'm on Twitter at Adam E is awesome. Jade. I am on Twitter at Puzzlecrop and uh, Twitch at, um, at Puzzlecrop and on Instagram with at Jason Bay. Great. And I'm uh, Tom Breck. You can find me at Twitter at TBrex. And that's about it. Anything Great. else you have to plug? <laughs> uh, not at the moment, <laughs> but soon to come. Cool. Well, then. I'll say... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You can wrap, <laughs> I'll say go really, on. really quick with the current climate. There's a lot of charity streams going on right now. So if you get the opportunity, check one out and support if you can. Well, with that, then this has been SGC. We will see you next time. Do 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 do. Okay.